Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay. Very good morning to all, huh? brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. So today is a Sunday, 24 February 2019. Huh? First of all, we'd like to thank huh? uh, Brother Chai, Sister Elsie and family for hosting today's house dana. Huh? and at the same time inviting us all Kayanamitas to partake in such wholesomeness. Eh? Let us rejoice. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Then we will start off with the Puja. Eh? There's an altar over there. Eh? I think we can gather there. Then for Brother LC and family, they can get their family member to light the incense and the candle. After that, we can make the offering. Eh? Then we rejoice. Okay? Gather together, then the rest can stand. Eh? You all can form one one line. <laughs> both sides, yeah? both sides. Yeah. Both sides, both sides. Yeah. Ah, okay. That's nice, yeah. Then we can rejoice, huh? Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Start off with a tree, huh? Oh, okay. Sadhu, 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 Sadhu. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. 
Sadhu 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 Okay, we shall offer the rest of the food to eh? those at the back and whatever offering by rejoicing three times. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, you all can be seated. Now, we will do the puja chanting. Eh? Uh, we will do the traditional Mayana first, followed by the Theroda. Namo Bensu Su Jiamoni Fo. Namo Bensu Su Jiamoni Fo. Namo Bensu Su Jiamoni Fo. Namo Kwan Sing Pusa. Namo Kwan Sing Pusa. Namo Kwan Sing Pusa. Namo Fo Pusa. Namo for Pusa, Namo for Pusa. Arahang Samasa Buddha Bhagawa, Buddha Bhagawanta Abhiwadeni. Swakato Bhagawata Dhammo, Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagavato Savaka Sango Sanghang Namami Okay, now you can turn to page one of your chanting book. Eh? We shall chant the bandana onward. Namo Atasu Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasu Namo Atasu Bhagavato Arahato Samasambuddhasu Namo Atasu Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddha Sarana Gachami 
ดานมังสารนางกัชามีสังหังสารนางกัชามีเดทียมปีปตังสารนางกัชามีเดทียมปีดามมังสารนางกัชามีเดทียมปีสังหังสารนางกัชามีตัทียมปีปตังสารนางกัชามีตัทียมปีดามมังสารนางกัชามีตาตียมปีสังหังสารนางกัชามีปานาติปาตาเวรามณีสิกาพดังสมาดียามีอาดีนาดานาเวรามณีสิกาพดังสมาดียามีกามิสุมิจาจารวิรามณีสกาปะดังสมาธิยามิโมสาวาดาวิรามณีสกาปะดังสมาธิยามิสุราเมรายามาจาปมาดตานะรามานิสิกาพดังสมาดิยามิน้าวิโอชันเดปฏิปาพูชาออฟเรนออฟไลกันนาสาราปฏิเทนาดิเพนาตามาดังสีนาติโลกาดิปังสัมบุดังปูจายามิตามโนดังกันดาสัมบารายุเทนาดเปนาหังสุกังทินาปุจายปุจานิยังตังปุจาปัจานามุตมังวันนากันดากุโนเปตังเอตังกสุมาสันตทินปูจายามิมุนินดาสสิริปาดาสารโรเหปูเจมิบดังกสุเมนาเนนาปุณเนนาเมเตนาชโหตุโมคังปูปังมิลายตียตาอิดังเมกายโยตัตายติวินาสบาวังอาดิวาเสตุโนบันเทปานิยังปริกาปิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายปฏิกันหาทุมุตมังอาดิวาเสตุโนบันเทปาลีปาริกาปิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายาปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเสตุโนบันเตโบจานังปาริกาปิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายา
ปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังนาวีชันเดปุจาเอสเปรชันเบสอนอร์อันเดอร์สแตนดิ้งออฟเดอะสิกเนฟิกันส์ออฟออลดิสปุจาออฟฟริงสิกเนฟิกันส์ออฟฟริงออฟไลท์ may this offering of light to the Buddha brings forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind and help arise the needed clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance therein Significance of offering of water. May this offering of pure, clear, cool water lead us to the pure, clear dhamma that cools and doses of the fires of all the farmers. Our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our virtue and understanding shine far and wide, just like the fragrance of this incense. Which we are offering to the Blessed One, who is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance of offering of fruits. May this offering of fruits remind us of the Dana Parami of generosity and the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and future soonest possible. Significance of offering of flowers. May this constant offering of flowers to the Blessed One strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body, so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi, and panya, leading to ultimate liberation, the bond-free nibbana, making of oral aspiration. By the power of all these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculties of sada, virya, sati, samadhi, and panya be further strengthened until they become balas or power. Then finally, is the sharing and transmutation to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception. Especially those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay, then we pay respect to Triple Gem. Bhutang Pujami. Dhamang Pujami. Sanghang Pujami. Okay, you all can be seated. Eh? So once again, very good morning eh, to all Kayamitas, and especially the host. Eh? Today, the host is Brother Chai, LCM family. Eh? They organize this monthly house dana. Eh? This month is February 2019, so we should rejoice with the hostess. Eh? Sadhu, 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 and as Kayamita, huh, we would like to welcome you huh, to come and partake all this wholesomeness huh, because of the condition huh, that they have given rise to and their invitation. Huh. I saw on the WhatsApp huh, the confirm coming already twenty six, so. 
I find that total should be more than that. Huh? So it's quite a good crowd. Hmm. Then also, as usual, huh, this is I think the third Haustana, if I'm not wrong, or at least three occasions we have been here. Huh? Do you feel something when you come into the house or not? Huh? What do you all feel? The house is? <laughs> How many of you cannot feel anything? <laughs> the house is very pleasant, the energy is very good. Uh, and you feel good when you come in here. Uh, How many of you don't feel good when you come in here? Huh? Nobody here. And then, how many of you feel good when you come in here? Uh, also, so few hands, uh, but more than half. Huh? You, you can really have the sensitivity when you develop the cultivation. Hmm. Then you have a lot of joy. Huh? Every time I come here, I feel really good. Huh? Then there is a type of vibration that has built up over time. Huh? And because of, I think, yeah, LC, Brother Chai and family, huh? they have wholesome parami and their faith uh, is very important in the Triple Gem. That's why we can have such condition. Huh? And the house is very nice, huh? very beautiful and very neat, huh? properly arranged. Huh? The author also becoming better and better. Then <laughs> the Kuan Yin at the back. Huh? You look around a lot of Kuan Yin portrait uh, in this house, images and portrait. Uh, simple but nice, aesthetically uh, beautiful. And you feel good, energy, everything is good. So as a cultivator, uh, you will have such condition uh, to have such environment. Mm. And apart from all this, yeah, you can also rejoice with the wholesomeness of all Kayamita who has helped make this a success. Yeah. I saw a lot of people bring their, uh, what you call potluck, sharing of the food. Then Miss Lee somehow prepared Yi Sang for you all. Yeah. So all the ingredients are ready except the sweet sauce and the I think oil. Huh? Uh, once you mix it, you can have the yisang. Although today is already over, huh? the chapgong is already over, but we can still have it. We are to us, every day is auspicious when you have the dhamma. <laughs> when you don't have the dhamma, you have to wait for auspicious day <laughs> to make you feel auspicious. But when you have the dhamma, Every day, every moment is auspicious to you because of your coming nature, because of your understanding, because of your cultivation, your virtue, everything. So this is where the difference is. When you are a cultivator, your mind is full of wholesomeness. You have a lot of what they call sati or mindfulness within and your mind is most of the time in the state of heedfulness. Mm. So because of that, you are very sensitive and you have a lot of clarity, understanding. You are not lost in thought. The heedless thinking mind, the mundane mind is not there to disturb you or 
to bring about coming negativity and coming downfall. So there is the big difference between a true cultivator and a person who doesn't really develop the cultivation. Okay, without wasting any more time, maybe we shall break up for your lunch. You can have your lunch. Now, is it 12 o'clock or slightly after 12? Oh, 12 or 5. So maybe you can have 1 hour 10 minutes. Eh? One fifteen. Eh? we will meet back here to have our Dhamma session. Mm. Okay, you can now slowly rise and go to the back for your Yisang, Losang. Uh, but this one is a vegetarian one. Eh? Uh, don't expect the real fish to be there. <laughs> okay. Rejoice. Uh, oh, that you need to on the thing. Yeah. Oh, it's on, eh? Uh, so, like I said, uh, we're supposed to meet at one fifteen. so your timing is very good. I just checked. Two more minutes to one fifteen. <laughs> That's why I heard Chai say, get ready for him to take a photo shot of your home. <laughs> so, Today, eh, I believe every one of us had a very sumptuous and good lunch. Eh? Is the lunch good? Uh, I, I love all the food. <laughs> Especially the what they call the... No, no, the top head. Eh? Then the, 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 the chikyong, lopet, lopet. How many of you had that? Uh, then the tempeh, they told me the tempeh was very nice. Uh, then I love the prawn, very fresh. The whole prawn, you go in the head or can be eaten. <laughs> Where they fry until very, very crispy. Uh, and it's not spicy, just nice. <laughs> butter, uh, butter. Then the kueh, nyonya kueh, of course, yeah. then the fruits, a lot of fruits, the grapes, the mango. Mm. That's why as Kayamita, we have this parami yeah, to have good food. Uh, and most of the time when we have our house dana or special Buddhist activity, the food that Kayamita bring out all the best, <laughs> best and the very good uh, quality food. Mm. So these are the parami that we will have if we have Dhamma in our heart. Yeah? Then as a group, our Kayamita ship has actually shown us a lot of things. Yeah? If you look around, you can sense it yourself. Not only you change, 
everyone changed. And I used to receive a lot of compliments from new people who come and tell me, say, but do you know why I like your Kayanamita, your group? They are all very sincere, very helpful. Yeah. And they are so different yeah, from others. I say, in what sense? You say you go to other places, a lot of politics on. <laughs> then most of them like, <laughs> They are not close to you unless they know you. But here, the moment you step in, when you get to know them, they really very sincere and they really want to help you. And when they help you, they really help you. Hmm. So this is what Kayamita, who has the what they call training of the Dhamma, they will do. They are more sincere. And they have the Dhamma. They know what is wholesome, what is unwholesome. Then they have very little of those, what they call selfishness, greediness, emotion, and all those things that ordinary people who are heedless tend to have a lot of them. And most of them change. And when they change, their personality, their character, their behavior, they also change for the better. Mm. Then they are more pleasant. <laughs> then you look at them, most of them are very simple people. Yeah? Uh, they are not like those who like to dress up to impress you <laughs> or speak in a way to impress you and all those things. They are very down to earth, full of humility. but. When you talk about life, you talk about the teaching. They are quite good and they can really counsel you, uh, discuss with you and make you feel different. Uh, this type of Dhamma activity, you can only develop the understanding through life. When you have listened to the true Dhamma, reflect, contemplate, and know how to appreciate the true Dhamma, then you put it into practice, then you develop the understanding and you change for the better. Through that process, yeah, your nature becomes different. Yeah. The way you understand life, the way you live your life, the way you interact with society is all different. Then you look at life differently. And because a lot of the things you do are no longer last time when you are heedless, deluded. Then you realize all this bring about good condition for you to have the good life. And you see the change in your life. And you see the improvement in your life. You got less problem. Like you are more lucky. Uh, and small thing doesn't affect you anymore. Then even when you are being tested or confronted with major issue or situation, you know how to accept the reality, reflect, contemplate, then move forward. You do what you have to do. You no longer like before, stir your mind, become very reactive and all those things. So these are the positive changes and transformation 
there's sometimes when you want to go out for dinner or even lunch or what, you at least have the courtesy to ask your spouse, eh? what do you like to eat today? Eh? Eh? Then they will suggest something. But before that thing happened, they know you're very dominating. Eh? They say, up to you. Lah. <laughs> uh, because every time they suggest, gonna shut down. <laughs> But later on, as they have the Dhamma, they change, they feel it, they are sensitive now. So they will ask you for your opinion. Then initially they will tend to agree with you, well you have to give and take. So sometimes when you have this understanding, your relationship with your loved ones, your spouse, your children become better, there is more harmony. Then when you are there, dinner, you can have your what they call very fruitful type of dialogue, discussion. Because unless you are together, you won't really have much conversation. So, lunch time or dinner time or breakfast time is the best time to have interaction. But most people don't interact. (laughs) Most people take out their handphone. (laughs) They are busy with their whatever uh, handphone there's a vibration uh. is it because that 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 wireless one not off or? is it off oh off already uh. maybe too near my mic <laughs> I better sit over this side yeah oh better huh? Uh, uh. <coughs> so today, maybe if you got any topic that you want me to talk or speak on, you can put up your hand and let me know. Uh. Otherwise, I will just speak generally. Uh. There is this new book, I think, The Heart and the Mind. Uh. I think... Uh, Pramasuri told me we still have time so we can get it printed before the retreat. Then I already, I think, did the final check. So I sent to Brother Tim. There's only one word, one small mistake to be amended. Then after that, maybe we can get Brother Tim to print out the final print copy for the printer. That one, maybe you'll have to do a final proofreading. And if everything is okay, we can send it out for the printer to print. This book is very good. The heart and the mind. Understanding the heart and the mind. Then Jin Hao has also loaded it into our website. Then just now, I was checking the email. Ah, yes. Yeah. So you can locate the email. Yeah? Uh, there is a link where you can go to uh, our MyKamita website. You straight away go to publication. Then you go down to the end, the last book, which is Understanding the Heart and the Mind, the blue book. You click on it, the ebook will come out. Yeah? You cannot get the ebook, you may get the uh, word found, I think. Uh. 
Oh, the first patient is there. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has done it. Ah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First patient is there. Oh, that one I sent one. The 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 daily update one. Oh, that one I sent on. Uh, that one. Yeah, yeah. That one I sent on. Uh, but the website one, you need to go to his link. His. Yeah, yeah, correct. My website, that one, I add on one. Uh, the everyday one is added by me. But the updating of the website is by Jin Hao most of the time, and sometimes Brother Tiung. Uh, so the two of them has been helping me. Ah, uh, yeah, you can go to that that website. My Kaimita, the first page. Uh, then you can click on it and you can have the same one. Yeah? So I will just read to you the first part which is very good on meditation. Yeah? 3.2 uh, meditation session. We go off the light and have half an hour of silent meditation. I will set the alarm now. Just relax body and mind. Completely relax them. Relax means just let it be. Don't do anything. If the mind wants to think, let it think. If your body's intention has tightness or stress, just relax it. Feel yourself soothingly relaxed and at ease. When you are at ease, your mind states are beautiful because the energy flows smoothly. When you are not relaxed, you are tense, and there is tension and tightness everywhere. This leads to stress. When you have problem, when your mind states are not peaceful, it means you are not relaxed, not at ease, and your mind has issue, has problem. Hence, there is restlessness of mind, born of fear, worry, and anxiety. You have something disturbing you, but you are not aware. All this, when you are sensitive, when you have developed your mindfulness, you can feel them. And this is the power of mindfulness. The slightest unhappiness, you can detect them. The slightest stress or whatever, or, or emotion, you can feel them straight away. That's why when you are mindful, you are different. All this when you are sensitive, when you have developed your mindfulness, you can feel them. You can become very sensitive towards them. The slightest unhappiness within your own form and mind, you will come to know. That is why you cannot be like normal people. Uh, this is what I mean earlier on. Uh, become unhappy, angry, upset, fearful, and disturbed. All this, no more. All these are the result of an untrained mind that is heedless. Before you have the mindfulness or the awareness, you are not sensitive. Your mind is lost in thought, caught in the heedless thinking, becomes emotional easily. Then because of your wrong view, you stir your mind. You react to sense experience. You hold on to things, worry about them. No amount of fear, worry and anxiety can solve your problem. So why must you worry? 
Why do you fear and allow the anxiety to arise? Why not just relax, calm yourself down and be at peace to accept the reality of the moment? Try to understand what is happening. This is what you have to do. Then you become different. With a calm, peaceful and clear mind, you can look at them objectively and clearly. Then you can make better decisions to resolve them amicably. So meditation is the same. When you are relaxed without any of this disturbance, the mental hindrances are not there. Then your spiritual faculty you have developed them will take over and your mind will become beautiful, calm, peaceful and just aware. Meditation is very easy when you understand that the natural state of mind before the stirring is the meditative mind. So just relax and silence your mind and the meditative mind will be there. With this understanding, you just learn to relax and silence your mind through letting things be. When you are relaxed and silent, you are at peace. A thought comes, let it arise. It will finally slow down. If you do not give it any more meaning, if you understand their characteristics, you will come to understand that thought come and go. They arise and they pass away because they are dependent, originating. And without ignorance or avijan, there is no thinking, no sankara, mental activity. Because of avijja, there is sankara. How do we overcome sankara? Ah, this is very important. Eh? How do you overcome sankara? You have to root it out. To root out avijja, we must straighten our view. That's why listening to the Dhamma with mindfulness and awareness to straighten your view is very important. It, we must straighten our view after seeing things as they are. We must let things be and develop the silent mind to understand. When we understand, we are no longer deluded. We will not have avijja. That's how your mind becomes different. With right view, it will lead to right thought, right speech, right action. Then right mindfulness and all the noble evil factors will fall into place. All these are natural tendencies. And when you understand, you will know how to meditate. That's why with understanding, meditation becomes very easy. For those who already know how to meditate, you can continue. For those who still need to train your mind, you train it. If you need to decondition your heedless thinking, then just do it with the mind sweeping method. After that, silence everything and relax. If you do not have a proper object of meditation, you can try cultivating mindfulness of the in and out breath or anapanasati. Anapanasati is very simple. You just relax and silence everything and feel the breathing. Breathe naturally. As long as you are silent and aware, your silent awareness will detect the breath. Then like the Buddha said, breathing in, the mind is aware. Breathing out, the mind is aware. As long as you are aware of the in and out breath, your mind will become peaceful, quiet and calm. 
and it will settle down into stillness. Then you will experience a kind of spiritual calmness and joy called pity. Sometimes it can give rise to ecstasy or your mind experiences rapture. This is the calm state of mind. When it arises, just continue to relax into it. You can experience the joy and the happy and peaceful mind. But you must relax into it. Then it will become more refined until you experience the more refined state of Sukhang. Sukhang is a spiritual blissfulness. Your mind becomes very blissful. Not only it is calm, it has joy, and it is very blissful. If you continue to relax into it and remain silent within, from Sukhang, it will transform further and become very quiet and still until you hit Pasati. Pasati is the tranquility of mind, stillness of mind. It can only arise when all your mundane thinking has stopped. There is hardly any mental movement. Then you will experience your true mind. The true mind is a silent mind which is tranquil. Oh, sorry. The true mind is a silent mind which is the tranquility of mind, stillness of mind. When the mind is not moving and in stillness, that is paucity, which is an enlightenment factor. So you are supposed to train and stabilize your mind to experience this state. When you have realized paucity, that is the beginning of samadhi development. After paucity, if you continue to silent, relax and stabilize it, it will become samadhi. Visati and Samadhi develop while in the midst of life your mind will be collected and unwavering. Then you can see things as they are to develop the wisdom to awaken. From then on you will keep on understanding and you will keep on straightening your view until you have less and less of these wrong views. That's how like and dislike the duality, the first two mental hindrances of sensual desire, you will yes, weaken. Because when you have straightened your view, you do not react to sense experience like before. And you do not stir your mind anymore. When your mind is collected and unwavering, it can understand duality, thereby enabling you to see things as they are clearly. Then you can have the wisdom to let things be, and you can transcend duality then it will understand the conditioned world's nature's law. That is, things are just the way they are within the conditioned world. For everything is conditioned Dhamma, and they are dreamlike and illusion, like a bubble and a shadow, with no reality. After you have penetrated all this, you will realize and awaken. You will understand very clearly the universal characteristics of impermanent, suffering state and empty nature of existence or the anatta nature of all phenomena. That is how wisdom comes to be. That is how one awakens and becomes enlightened. Then your meditation becomes different. Now I will let you meditate on your own. When the 30 minutes is out, I will ring the bell.
you can then slowly and mindfully come out of the meditation. So this part, you go back, read through slowly, develop the understanding and you will know how to meditate. We are this part explained very clearly to you. Yeah? The reason why you have to meditate this way. Yeah? Otherwise, you become like normal people who are gullible. You meditate without understanding. Yeah? If you were to look back yeah? and reflect on what you used to do in your past, you all go to meditation without understanding and what you do? You listen to instruction, you become gullible, you just follow instruction without understanding why you do. They ask you to note, you note. They ask you to focus, you focus. Uh, so you just follow instruction without understanding. Uh, so when you do that, you will not progress. And the worst is the person giving you the giving you the instruction also doesn't know what those instructions are for, because they learn it from somebody else. And to them, when they do that, they think they are doing the meditation. Their problem lies in the fact that they do not understand what is meditation as taught by the Buddha. So when you don't understand that, you will not have the understanding to proceed to do it with understanding and correctly. So this is where most Buddhists or so-called practitioner or Dhamma or cultivator or meditator gets into problem. So this part, with this explanation, it will become very clear to you. So meditation, when you understand, is very, very simple. Technically, you don't have to do anything. Because your original state of mind before the stirring and the heedless thinking is already the true mind, the awareness within uh, your true nature. Everything is already there before the stirring, before the rising of Sankara or thought process. So when you understand this, you only need to relax and let things be. Then everything will return to its original state before the stirring. Yeah. But if you don't have this understanding, you will get yourself entangled deeper. <laughs> because you will use your thought to go and understand things and your thought will only accumulate more knowledge. <laughs> so with those knowledge, you think you can proceed with the meditation. So that knowledge is thought-based, and it's not an understanding, it's not a wisdom. So if you were to follow the thought, and the thought will try to interpret the instruction, then different people interpret it differently. Then you just do without understanding. You will end up nowhere, especially thought-based meditation. Hmm. So all these methods and techniques, if you to look at it clearly, they are not the meditation. They are just skillful means 
to anchor the mind, to train the mind. Because most of these people, they cannot have a calm mind. They cannot have a mind that is in the meditative state of inner peace, inner calmness, and inner awareness. So what do they do? They realize that they are not peaceful. Their mind thinks a lot. But they don't know why they think a lot. So they gullibly believe that they must do something to make the mind peaceful and quiet. Not knowing that the more you do, the more thought you create. You see the point or not? Eh? Do you see that point? Otherwise you cannot meditate. The more you verbalize, the more thought you create. Correct or not? <laughs> if you cannot see this, you will not understand what I'm trying to explain to you. Uh, you have to see this. Your mind has to be completely silent, quiet. Then there is no thought. Then whatever that is, like habitual or due to your delusion, ignorant, wrong view that stir your mind, that created the heedless thinking and the heedless habitual tendency, you let it arise. Don't resist, don't fight. Then you don't feel it with any more delusion energy through your ability to accept them for what they are. You will slowly slow down, finally cease. And then you experience the quietness, the silence. Yeah. That is what sati is all about. Then that silence initially is just for a while. Yeah. But if you don't understand, you will miss it. <laughs> You cannot see because your mind is so heedless, active. Hmm. So you need this understanding to be able to be in a state of relaxed inner awareness, not doing anything. And that is basically the third way that the Buddha taught. The Buddha teaches you five ways to overcome unwholesome thought or to develop the meditative mind. So the third way is just relax away. Then you will come to understand through this everything will settle down and become peaceful again because this is the original state before the stirring, before the reaction. Then you can constantly meditate this way, relax away and let things be you will finally understand that all this stirring of the mind, your anger, your fear, your like and dislike, your pleasant and unpleasant sense of experience, whatever activity of mind and movement, they are not real. They are impermanent. They come and they go. Finally, everything will return to the stillness. And there is your true mind. So you have to understand you have two minds. One is your true mind before the activity arises, before sankara arises, before all the aggregates of mind, perception, feeling, all these mental states, before they arise. So when you understand there are two minds, you only need to allow the mundane mind to settle down. 
to cease by itself and that is the real understanding of meditation otherwise your silence your peacefulness cannot be born of a free mind it can only be born of a free mind if you understand this by not doing anything the third way just relax and maintain awareness that's why it's just a deep then everything will return to its original state before the Sankara activity of movement yeah. before the mind react and stir yeah. so this type of meditation is very different from the conventional type that you are used to yeah, that is thought based that one has been taught with very little understanding or sometimes no understanding at all they only teach you the method and the technique thinking by doing that you can develop the meditation but they don't know what basically what meditation is and they cannot differentiate between focusing concentrating and make the mind peaceful and calm against the other one which is a free mind that is naturally peaceful calm aware on its own you cannot see the difference then you will be trapped in the conditioned state means the thought make the mind peaceful through focusing concentration absorption uh, one pointedness and all those things so that type of calm that type of peace which is full of energy jhana based uh, or continuous mindfulness until you reach apana samadhi mm. assess concentration then the mind is like locked into calmness stillness or one pointedness with no thought activity you become very calm very still uh, but that is not a free mind uh, that one the mental hindrance are all surprised they cannot come out that's why that one sometimes if you are very good in all this concentration and jhana you may think you have progressed but these are not the real mind that can arise the wisdom because this type of mind suppress all the mental hindrance but you have not root them out that's why they are still there deep inside but when you are not with your jhana when you are not with the conditioned mind when you go back into life you realize they still arise they still stir and react and you have not developed the wisdom and awakening as yet that's why that type of meditation cannot bring about awakening where it's not the dhamma as taught by Sakyamuni Buddha mm. so this is the important aspect of meditation that I want you all to understand eh? so when this book come out you can also read through it and mark it out so that you understand this clearly and every time you meditate with this understanding you will progress very fast then you don't have to waste your time training your mind uh, doing all those technique method and all you can skip them mm. 
but if you have gone through those stages before, there is no harm for you to continue with that type of training as long as you understand what you are doing. Yeah, ultimately, it is to train your mind to have a stable sati, so that you are ever mindful. But that state has to be either free mind state, means not born of concentration. And when it is in the form of a free mind state, if you continue to relax into it and silent, even the object of meditation become very subtle, very quiet, like no more movement. Then you silent everything and just let things be. Then the mind enters a deep. That's how you realize positive, and that is the ultimate aim of mental training. When you hit positive, that is your true mind, your silent mind. So with positive, you stabilize it. It becomes samadhi. Both are enlightenment factor. And then you can develop the daily mindfulness very easily after that. Hmm. That's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. So not until you can have this positive developed, until it becomes very stable, until your mind enters a deep, you don't stand a chance developing the stability of daily mindfulness. But daily mindfulness can only come about when your mind has entered a deep. Otherwise, I realize it's not easy for you all. Hmm. You can try to be mindful in the midst of life. But that very trying, initially, is not easy. Until you reach a stage where you realize you just do, you don't try to know. You do, do, do until that activity becomes a part of you. Then your former mind will know. Because when it becomes a part of you, means your sati and the movement move as one. Your sati and the activity move as one. Then you realize your mind has entered sati. Finally, you still have to reach that stage. The mind itself enters sati. And then you realize everything you do where the mind is in sati, every moment of seeing is in sati, specific phenomenal awareness. Then every moment of hearing, smell, taste, tactile, thought process, Sati is there. You see with mindfulness. You hear with mindfulness. Smell, taste, tactile, feel, or thing. You are mindful all the time. And there is the stability of daily mindfulness that you need to develop. And once you hit that, you will understand many things on your own. The mind will understand, awaken. And you can see a lot of things that you never see before. Even your subtle mental intention, <laughs> your subtle, what they call, selfishness, craving, desire, or you become very mindful, very sensitive. You can feel many things. <laughs> then your mind becomes very different. A lot of things you, you cannot develop anymore. <laughs> because you are so sensitive. <laughs> Then, then you know what to do with them. Yeah. 
you will not cling on to them, hold on to them, or lashes on to them. You cannot. Because that suffering is so clear to you. No point. This is not the way. That way is heedless, the way of suffering. This way is wisdom, the way of heedfulness. Lead you out of suffering. You develop that sensitivity of mind to be able to feel all this. That's why you become very different. You, you are so sensitive until... But this word sensitive, please don't get me wrong. Eh? Where we have this English word sensitive that is uh, quoted and uh, used in a opposite manner. Uh, when they say you are a very sensitive person, means what? Very negative in meaning, is that maybe a small, small thing also get agitated, unhappy. That is not the meaning. Here, sensitive means your mind has become so sensitive, means very, very refined. Uh, it's not sensitive in the negative sense, it's sensitive in the positive sense. You can detect a lot of things. That's why you can stay anywhere in your body, yeah? and that fatigue can go in, uh, and you know what happened in your physical body. Which part of your brain is responsible for what activity? When you eat something, you taste something. Uh, you can know them. Then which part of your body is not feeling well? You can know them. Then you don't need stethoscope to feel your heartbeat and all those things. Uh, not only your heartbeat, even your pulse, anywhere in your body. You stay there, silent the awareness will pick it up. Uh, then, during the early day, I remember when I'm in the state of sati, every part of my body that touches against my tactile, uh, I can feel the vibration inside there. Uh, even when I lie down to sleep, uh, very loud and very clear. Uh, everywhere the vibration is there. Uh, and you can detect them. Then you can just silence everything and let it be. Uh, then it slow down, slow down. Then it becomes more and more quiet, more and more quiet, more and more. Until like your whole body becomes so quiet, so still. The vibration all becomes very quiet. <laughs> still. That's how that mindfulness can be so different. So these are the changes that will happen to you when you have developed the ability to be mindful. When your mind enters the you become very sensitive, you become very different. And this type of meditation, if you have not done it correctly, you cannot understand. Your mind never transforms. Your mind never develops the sensitivity of mindfulness. Uh, and without that, you cannot have the daily mindfulness. Sati Sampajana cannot come in. Uh, the one that people do at the retreat where they slow everything down, that is not the real one. <laughs> the real one is in the midst of life, you can still be in that state. And you can feel everything just like that, because your mind is in sati. Yeah. Then during that time, you like completely different. You got hardly any thinking, hardly any thought. Everything is just clarity, aware. Uh, then when you want to know, they arise. 
when you want to reflect on them, then it arises. Otherwise, it's required. Most of the time, it's required. Uh, then you want to interact with people, you can use your memory, everything. Uh, but you will not act according to what your conditioning and your memory. You will act according to your understanding, your wisdom, your awakening. So, as a human being, your form and mind become different. When your mindfulness has this ability to see things as they are awakened and develop the right view, the right understanding, this wisdom will be connected to it and it will protect you. That's why the initial wisdom is also very powerful. Yoniso Monasikara. So when you have the initial wisdom, you have a lot of changes in your life. Because every moment of sense experience, you no longer like before react and stir your mind. The like and dislike or pleasant and unpleasant sense experience or reaction to sense experience is completely like rooted out. Uh, you you are not like before. You cannot stir and react. That's why every moment of sense experience you are at peace. You have more and more moments of peacefulness, clarity, awareness less and less of this mental hindrance. That's how you transform. That's how you progress. When the first two mental hindrances of sensual desire and you will become less and less, you have more and more moments of clarity or awareness and mindfulness. That happened because avijja, Pachyasankara has been weakened. Avijja, when you straighten your view, it becomes less. Yeah. Then after that, when you develop more and more stability in your understanding, when you can accept things as they are, see things as they are, then your mind becomes very different. You've got more moments of equanimity. Yeah. The mind that does not stir and react anymore. Then through that, you realize your fear, worry, anxiety also like slowly, slowly, less and less and less. Uh, then finally, when you root out psychiatry, self-delusion, you actually transform. Uh, then you realize, he know me, he know you inside this form of mind. Uh, then the understanding will free you. Uh, who fear? What fear? There is nobody inside there. Uh, then when you have that understanding, you will start to allow this understanding to pervade within your whole being. Then you will come to realize that the Atta, once it's rooted out, you no longer do things and act like a normal Puttujana, the unenlightened being. Uh, you know the condition is the condition world. The form of mind has its duty and you will still do. But it know this one is not me. That's why it do with understanding, wisdom. It's no longer like before. You can still understand and use the convention of me, I, they. But you will know clearly that this is for the condition world, the convention that the condition world people use. Hmm. 
Then the ultimate understanding, which is the Dhamma, that one will know everything is impermanent, lead to suffering when you attach and cling. And because it's impermanent, it's not a permanent unchanging entity, hence no Atta. He know you, he know me. Then there is nothing to fear, nothing to worry and all those things. Then you just act according to understanding, wisdom, following noble evil power. That take care of the karmic aspect for this form and mind. Then that nature doesn't need anything. That nature is already the eternal nature. It doesn't need anything. And it's also not a being inside that. And all this become very clear to the former mind. That's how you can liberate, awaken. Then you will realize cessation, Nibbana. Uh, initially a glimpse. Then later on, as you stabilize your understanding, it goes deeper. Then you will experience the cessation for longer period. Then the moment you come out of it, you will understand very clearly what the form of mind is. Then the delusion all rooted out no more. That's the reason why in the Mahayana they have this teaching. When you can realize your nature, you will awaken. Ming Sing, Jian Sing. That's why you must have clear mind that realizes your true nature. Uh, and that is the first hallmark of Huyeneng's teaching. Uh, you reach the stage of no thought. No thought means you realize your true mind, your silent mind. Mm. So all this, you need to go through the meditative training to realize them. Otherwise, they are only words, they are only knowledge. But initially, when you read them, listen to them, contemplate and reflect, it will also help you, because it will prepare the base for you to receive this understanding. At least, you are not deluded to the extent that you can differentiate between the two minds, the mundane mind and the true mind. You will know how to relax, silent and aware and let the mind cease or slow down and return to its original state. Then you will start to have a glimpse of that true mind. But that glimpse is not stable enough, but it's good enough. So the sainthood way, they go through the initial glimpse. But sometimes that glimpse, you didn't reach cessation. So the glimpse is just a glimpse of your true mind. It's not cessation. But the cessation which you realize Nibbana is a glimpse, but the pure awareness, everything also ceases. There is nothing inside there. Then the next moment, the conscious mind arises again. That is the sainthood way initially. Then later on, you will go through the realization of Nibbana for longer period. The cessation will keep on coming later on when you have the wisdom already, the understanding already. Then the mind for 
No reason. Very fast it will go into cessation. Uh, very fast. Uh, but for those who take the Arahan way and don't know about the Bodhisattva way, when they go through this period, their cessation will go in until very still for very long. Because they don't know how to like prepare themselves for the Bodhisattva way. So because of that, the cessation will become more and more uh, intense. Intense. Until finally, they completely cease. Then they are ready to just finish off. After that life, no more coming back. No more forming mind. Nothing. Just cease. So that is the sainthood way accumulating into the arahanship. And then they end and cease. But for those who have the condition to go the Bodhisattva way, they will know and understand all this. Then when they reach that cessation to be Arahant, the vow will take them. All this will happen by itself. They even know how to come and even know how to develop the understanding. Then even when they hit Arahantship in that life, they will know what that thing is, then they will still know how to come back because of their vow, uh, because of their understanding of that way. Mm. You have to plant that seed, the Bohi seed, to arise the Bohi mind, uh, with sincerity, faith and understanding. And that one is very important, very powerful. Uh, then together with the four basic vows, especially the first one, out of love and compassion for the living being, you vow to take them across. And that one will create the pure thought for the form and mind to come again through karmic conditioning. Yeah. So this part, you will develop the understanding if you have taken the vow and all those things. And it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Then you will know what this thing is. That's like that book, the understanding the heart and the mind. I have spoken quite a lot. Uh, later part, you can even read them. Huh? I read to you this part because I sent to Yun Chan. Yun Chan was asking me this question. Huh? Maybe this one can allow you all to develop the understanding too and also help Yun Chan to understand deeper. So she wrote to me this one. Uh, okay, I read to you. Uh. She said, Rachel, I have a question. Why do you say that the good deed we perform is not really good? But we have been taught to perform meritorious deeds by all Buddhas. So, yeah. so how do we do good? <laughs> Thanks. What do you think? Yeah. The Buddha teaches you to practice dana. Great. Yeah. That is doing good. Yeah. Avoid all evil, do good. Yeah. Yeah. Then he say, I always say before you become enlightened, yeah, the good that you do is not the true good. Then I answer her. 
or you all want to try to answer first? Huh? What do you think? Ah, yeah, anyway, use the mic. When we do good or wholesome things, like Brother Dio always remind us, when there is condition, then only we do. We don't purposely go all the way to do good that is according to our yeah. own mind thinking. Yeah. Just like what Naluang Kuti, mm. there's just happened the condition is yeah, there yeah. to let me know. So I just pledge that I would like to help in this fundraising. I don't purposely go and ask, uh, will you build yeah. Kuti or what? Then I want to pledge or what? No, there's no such condition. Oh, there's no no result of this fundraising. Very good, very good, Sadio. Huh? So when you understand, you develop the understanding, then you do based on understanding. Uh, that is the one born of understanding. Then that wholesomeness is free of the evil roots of greed, hatred and delusion. You don't just do because people tell you this is very meritorious and means you hear from people. Then you become gullible because you think you as an individual can do good. Then you want to do because of the craving for that merit. So all this has a bearing of on the action or deed that you are going to do. There's a reason why during the uh, olden days, when this Bodhidharma visited China, you remember there's an emperor who built a lot of monasteries, support the monks and all those things. So one day, he talked to Bodhidharma. He said, he has done a lot of this wholesomeness. Then he was very happy. So in a way he has this, uh, what you call, he was very proud of what he has done. Uh. So that one is actually an egoic mind. Mm. He said, how much merit do you think I have accumulated? And you know what Bohidama told him? He said, none, zero. Uh, zero. But how can it be? Yes, uh, he built so much monastery, he supported the Sangha, he supported the Buddhist religion. Why did Bodhidharma tell him zero? Huh? That is precisely the meaning. Because before the emperor is enlightened, he will have all the ignorance. He will have self-delusion. You understand? Sakaya Diti. So a person with self-delusion can never act with wisdom free of that self, the Atta, you understand? So when the Atta is there, it will have selfishness, it will have greed. So the Emperor's action is out of receiving those merit, you understand? So he acts out of greed. So that merit is tinted merit. Tinted means worldly merit. Merit done by unenlightened being. You understand? But Bodhidharma is an enlightened being. And he is a special being. That's why when you ask him how much merit, he will answer you from the point of view of what he understands. Zero. 
Because this is not the true merit. True merits are merits that are free of the evils of greed, hatred and delusion. And he wanted to teach the emperor that you must not go for tinted merit, means you must cultivate until you awaken. Understand? Then all of your action will be like what Ingbi say, because there is condition to do, understand? Then I do. And I have the means to do where I am the emperor, understand? Uh, and I do is not because there is merit for me, because I will know this for my mind is not me. Uh, but this for my mind is just a vehicle and a tool for you to come. So when there is condition that only you do, means you do not out of greed, not out of selfishness. You do because there is condition to do. Then that becomes a pure wish or a pure intent. So the action is not born of a self wanting to do. Not born of craving. That's why after that I answer Yun Chan. So you you listen to the answer, it will help you. I told her, before one awakens, the good is according to oneself, not based on understanding or wisdom, because avijja is still there. The sense of self or atta is still very strong, hence the delusion. So now you understand, yeah? because it's not a pure merit. Hmm. Then he replied, he said, thanks, Bratio. So even when we are doing charity, dana, etc., there is no meritorious deed and no gain, uh, sorry, and not gain much merit as done with Avija. So I have to correct her when she do that answer because she answer in a way that eh, these are not meritorious deed. No, it's still meritorious, but at the worldly level. <laughs> So I say, it is still a meritorious deed, but with the atta and subtle greed behind. Tinted merits. Deed is performed out of greed for merit. Otherwise, you will not do it. You agree or not? You got no merit, no reward. You think you want to do or not? You do want to do it, eh? So the atta is there without you knowing it. But if you see a situation like a poor person, yeah? but you have to be wise also, don't be a good hearted fool, but some prey on your compassion and your kindness, then they pretend that they got a lot of these cases uh, where they are not genuine. So don't fall for that. But when you <coughs> come across a situation, a condition where somebody really need help and you have the means, you should help. Because to you, it doesn't affect you, understand? No? But there is such a condition, means there is affinity between you and that person or that condition. Yeah. But nowadays, there are a lot of gullible people who prey on your this kindness and they are out to scam and deceive you. So this one, you have to be careful, understand? This one, you don't bump upon them, no. They come for you. You have to be careful, understand? <laughs> So, you have seen a lot of WhatsApp things, eh? where they really want to scam you. Yeah. And sometimes they just talk to you. And the person doing it may not know, it could be doing it for a bigger syndicate behind. 
the devoto, you approach 100, there will be three percent chance. Uh, so don't be shy. And he teach them to approach you. Uh. That's why I go to coffee shop everywhere. They come and ask you again and again. Uh, sometimes the half an hour meal, you may meet the same person two times, three times. Uh, so when you have such a situation, then you understand that these are people who are not the correct people that you should feel compassionate or generous towards because these are people who actually prey on your kindness, your generosity. If you want to do wholesomeness, goodness, there are a lot of opportunity, there are a lot of conditions, there are many way places where you can do. You you don't have to go and do all this. Yeah. But when you really know that take for example in your hometown or in the neighborhood where you stay where you know this family is really genuinely yeah, poor and they need help, they need support. So what you can do is help them to get support by informing the welfare department yeah, or the ministry that is in charge of all those things or introduce them yeah, to the uh, young Brahman <laughs> or those people who can help. Then sometimes you feel that you can help them in certain way. You can do, uh, but that is out of understanding that you have the means and the condition to help. And these are genuine people. They don't come out and tell you that they are very poor. They need help and all those things. No. And sometimes you can see they they really no more idea as what to do to help the family. That's why sometimes they become very desperate. Then they go and steal and they go and rob. I think there was a case which I recently read about in the WhatsApp. There was this police yeah, that was sent to apprehend somebody who stole, I think, some egg from a supermarket or any market. So when the police came, caught this lady and asked her, why did you steal? This lady said, I need to feed my five children or three children, <laughs> I forgot already. Then this police, very good. He performed outside the normal set SOP, standard operating procedure. You know what he told the lady? He told the lady, okay. This time I will help you, but don't do it again because it's not correct. <laughs> I will buy on your behalf the egg. So she paid for he paid for the thing, and the lady was full of gratitude and went on. Yeah. So these are the things that the police can do where they know it's a genuine case. But if it's not a genuine case, don't fall prey by it. Understand? So because the police knew. This lady, the case is genuine. So he willing to pay. And this is no motive one, you understand. Huh? Because she feel that this lady is having reached this condition. He got no choice. Although he know he breaks the law. And it's not much. Five or ten eggs, understand. Huh? And the policeman can afford, understand. Huh? 
and he would rather resolve it and help him and just pay off on her behalf. Otherwise, she will be charged, you know, put in the lockup. Uh, and it's very messy there at home, the children, what is going to happen? Mm. Then sometimes in our society, our neighborhood, we may hurt of people who know certain people and they tell us the condition that they really need assistance and help. And these are more genuine. Then if we can help, we should help. Uh, last time I remember there was an incident, a medical student. Uh, he was from Penang. I think the father passed away, then the mother was the only one uh, trying to make ends meet. And he he's an Indian. Uh, he did his form six and his result was not very good. But he managed to apply to this Ames University in Sungai Patani, eh, where they, I think, started by the Indian community one. Uh, uh, what? M what? MIC group, you know, huh? but there is a, they call it Ames University. So, this guy, uh, good karma, huh? He wrote to all the other religion or Christianity. Nobody helped him. Though. And he also went to the MIC, the politician. And the higher loan, the higher education loan, uh, also they cannot give it to him now. Because they say he is a medical cost. They can only give 40000 a year for normal cost. Medical to them is too expensive. So they rejected him. He just got enough money uh, to last one term, uh, first term exam. Then he was outstanding for the second term and third term exam fee. Uh. Then the university barred him from taking the exam uh, because he didn't pay up the fee. So he got less than two week ultimatum at uh, that time. So he was so desperate that uh, he wrote everywhere to the internet. Then Early, huh? the WAVE group received that email SOS then he sent it to everybody I think I was one of the recipients then I saw but well, I want to find out whether Jenny or not otherwise I wouldn't because if I were to help I have to get people huh, whom I know to help and if it's not Jenny I will be in trouble so what I did was I call up Bali. He said, but you, I think it's genuine. I received this through somebody reliable. And I said, okay, I will find out. Well, I work in a university before. So I tried to call up the university and I managed to get through. Then they confirmed to me that there is such a student and that he has been given this letter. Okay, then I told the person in charge. I said, can you pass me to the faculty? I want to speak to the dean. And I told the dean, I said, since they confirmed that there is such a student, I need to talk to you. I said, if I were to undertake to raise that fee yeah, for him to take his exam, will you allow him to continue his study and allow him to take the exam? 
They didn't say, who are you? I say, I'm just an ordinary citizen. Do you know him? Are you related? I say, no. Then my voice is Chinese. He said, you sure you want to help this student? I say, why not? If there is condition, I will help. And he said, okay, I need to clear with the university, the Senate, he said. The Vice Chancellor seek permission because this is a decision by the Senate. So he came back, he said, okay, we can help you by allowing you to give us the undertaking that the money will come in within certain time. So I say I need time to raise the money. When? I don't know. But I can guarantee you that this money will be there. So after that, I contacted the Indian boy. And he was so happy. And he was very keen to help me to layers with the university. I said, I need a black and white from your team. If he cannot give me a black and white, I'm not going to do anything. So they managed to get the letter out. Then my brother stayed in Penang. So within less than two weeks, you know, I raised the money, 50 over 1,000. We exceeded the, what they call target. Yeah. And he was so happy. <laughs> then we finally helped him to settle that first year fee. Then he took the exam, he passed. Then he went to second year. Again, after that, he got no money to pay fee. But by then, he managed to get some sponsorship. I think the medical society gave him 5000 a year. And the Penang State Government that time, I think under the 208 year onward, under the DAP, I think that time. They also gave him something like 5000 a year. Then there is one Christian organization also, also 5,000 uh, year. So he got this 15,000 can pay one term. Then again, outstanding. Then again, year end, uh, need money. Uh. Then he wrote to me, uh, I say, my condition is, I can only help you, uh, for you to, because when I say, this one I pay for you, then the surplus I will keep for you until you need it for emergency. I will talk to the university again, I will pay and they allow you to take the exam. So luckily that spare money enabled him to go for second year exam now. And he passed again now. Then I say third year, fourth year and fifth year, you don't come and see me anymore. You have to find your own because this is your coming your condition. You cannot rely on all this that the support will keep on coming. So he tried, you know, tried. Then finally I think he was very lucky. I think during the third year of the one, he managed to get some support and he was allowed to complete the third year. But every year he sent me his result and other things. Then when he reached the fourth year Luckily, he managed to get uh, from, I don't know, what was it, MIC or what I forgot already, a 40,000 uh, loan. loan. Uh. Then when he got that 40,000 loan, I knew already the last mile, the last 50,000 for the final year, 
uh, I tell him, if that is the case, you don't worry. The last 50,000 I will raise for you. So I sent it out to my MU classmates. Within less than half a day, you know, I received a lot of support. You know, I received pledges of about 20,000. Uh, then suddenly one guy, uh, before the day end, uh, he said, Mr. Teo, he said, I will take the whole thing up. Then I say, Sadhu, very good. Then I straight away put on the classmate WhatsApp say, Target man. No more donations. People still want to donate, you know. So finally I have to stop it. Then I told that person, actually he want to take up the whole thing. I say, why not we do like that? Those who pledge the 20 over 1,000, I will put them in, then the balance, you take it out. He said, no problem. But he also very wise guy. You know. He said, I want to see this guy before I pay him. So I called up that guy. That student came down and see me, I took him to his office. Yeah. That time he was working for the oil and gas company. So after he talked to him, uh, then only he was convinced. You know. He said, okay. I will issue the check today uh, and I say I will ask my brother uh, to go with him and pay the fee because I cannot pay him the money direct. I want the money to be paid to the university. So he graduated. Uh, then somebody suggested he should actually uh, receive the last 50000 as a loan so that we can use this money to help others. <laughs> So I asked him, will you agree to sign? Oh, he said yes. So he signed, but I don't think it's legal huh, that he borrow, uh, he is willing to pay back his money uh, after he graduated or thing. So that's it. So finally, because of condition, we resolved. And he was able to help this student, and the mother was very grateful. Uh, and the dean also, is it? He said, I don't know who are you, Mr. Thiel. You are not even an Indian, you are not related, and you suddenly help this guy and raise all the money for him. Uh, they were all very surprised. So this is what I mean by there is condition we do. Because somehow there is condition for his case to appear in front of the email which I received. Then when I received, I sent something already. That's why I knew I must do something. It means this guy has affinity with the Dhamma and he has affinity with maybe uh, karmic wise help other people before so this life there will be condition for him to receive such help yeah. that's why finally everything will fall into place so these are the cases where I can share with you so that you know what I mean by when there is condition to do, you do. I don't know him. I really totally doesn't know him. <laughs> but there is condition, that's why it arises. And we have the condition, so we move. Then when it moves, after I send out that thing, I think a lot of people trusted me. Uh, then they really to contribute. That's why all this can happen. So when it comes to doing all this wholesomeness, 
you have to do with understanding. Means when there is condition to do, you do so that you don't become gullible. Understand? Uh, gullible means your desire or your wish to do is driven by your internal uh, subtle what they call ego. Then subtle greed because you think this is meritorious. Uh, this is something that you should do. But you have to understand, like I always say, uh, the whole world is full of suffering and underprivileged people. Do you understand? You want to do good. Uh? No matter how much money you have, you cannot help. Even Bill Gates Foundation also has to be very specific. He do certain things based on understanding. You cannot just say you want to help. But there are so many. It's impossible. So unless there is condition, it will not arise. Then all this is, they have their karmic understanding. And their karmic, when you have the understanding, is nothing to do with sentiment, emotion, and other things, understand? Karma is karma, understand? Even though he know you, he know me. But the form and mind has its karmic, the karmic nature record. Everything is not what you think, not surreal. But there is such a thing within the condition world. So you have to let it manifest. And you won't interfere unless there is condition. And that is wisdom. Then you won't get yourself into unnecessary emotion, problem, and honesty. Then sometimes you want to help, uh, and people don't agree, or people don't want you to help, then you get angry. You become unhappy. Oh, then you somehow go and talk bad things. This guy, I help him, uh, but after that, uh, he, he never have any appreciation. <laughs> so all this become what? It's no more understanding behind. Means your action, you expect people to understand you. You expect people to appreciate, have gratitude towards you. Means you don't have the true understanding. Help means when condition is there, you just help finish. After that, whatever happened, nothing to do with you. That is true understanding of the Dhamma. That's why when people ask that old monk, Kuang Ching Lao He Sang, his answer is very good. Uh, he said, when you need to do anything, you do, is it? Do with understanding, do with wholesomeness, just do. After you have done, don't go and worry about it, or become miserable over it. 做完了,没事了, means after I finish doing, it's finished. Nothing to add, understand? If you have this style of understanding, you have wisdom. Because there is no reality. Otherwise, uh, after you have, uh, you do already, uh, then you become unhappy. Uh, you, why I have this guy? Uh? This guy don't deserve to be helped. <laughs> then after you have already, uh, you, I think, mistake. Uh, uh, if I don't help him, I think it may be better for him. Uh. Means, after you have, you got more problems. 
it's nothing to do with your part finished because there is condition, there is understanding, you do finish. Then after that what happened? Nothing to do with you and then you become peaceful. The other good advice that that monk gave is, he said whatever happened in the world, he said you have to have this understanding. He he speak in Mandarin. He he only know that dialect. I think the Hokkien dialect or what. Then he his his sharing is in that dialect, but they translate into Mandarin. He always tell me wrong. Yeah,接受，不对也接受，无论如何都要忍辱，忍辱就是包容你。so the meaning is very beautiful. Say whatever happened in this world, whether correct or incorrect, also accept. The thing is just the way it is. Understand? Or not? When you can accept through patience, then that patience is true parami. The rule, me, means you have the patience to accept things as they are. Means no right, no wrong. People are just the way they are, and that understanding is a virtue. The ability to accept things as they are means the patient endurance to endure all those things, to understand all those things by not reacting, not getting angry or unhappy. That is true parami. Yeah. Means a cultivator should act this way. If you attach to right and wrong, what happens? Huh? You only favor right action and good action. No good, you develop the negativity of mind. You understand? Uh, you say, hey, how can you do that? Huh? This is wrong. <laughs> so when you say all these things, you will antagonize that person. But to him, it's right. Who are you to tell him that this is wrong? Because you cannot accept what he do. Society is full of duality. Different people have different views, different opinions of the world. So they will act according to their belief system, their conditioning, their views, their opinions. So if you have views, opinion, and conditioning which are opposite of what they have, then there is conflict on the sunlight. It will lead to argument, misunderstanding, and all those things. But if you can accept both, means no matter what they do, they are just the way they are. You accept them for what they are. It doesn't mean you agree with what they do. You understand? You accept them for what they are. And then you are at peace. And then you can act, act with wisdom to resolve things amicably yeah, if it involves you. If it doesn't involve you, you accept, finish. Then you move on. It's just like whatever you do, after you have done, finish, move on. No more allowing the thought to create all the emotion and unnecessary reaction of mind. Because the world is the world, condition arising, cause of phenomena. Not what you think. The phenomenal world is a world of consciousness. They come and they go. Not so real. 
not what you think. Then they say no you, he no him. There is no even the mark of a living being. Then where is the mark of a self, of others? Yeah. Then if you really penetrate the teaching, there is even no mark of the teaching or the Dhamma. Yeah. Then there is also no mark of life. These are all illusions. Zu Meng Hun no reality. That's why with those understanding, penetrative awakening, your nature becomes different. Because this nature that has this understanding develops the wisdom connected to the former mind, and the former mind which has this wisdom connected is no longer deluded. You can say it's enlightened, awakened, there's no more suffering. But the former mind is not you. So that is the one that differentiates between the deluded and the awakened. So the awakened, they know both sides. They condition the mind and the unconditioned. They have wisdom for both the conditioned world and the unconditioned world. That's why they will be at peace. They will not be afflicted. Nothing can affect them. Nothing can make them unhappy or emotional or fearful because they are very clear in their understanding. Hmm. Okay, so this part I think is clear by now. Right ah, yes. Can, ah, yes. Can I ask right can, to elaborate can, on these things on can, delusion? Ah, yes. I think was it yesterday that you sent out the uh, the video clips on the accident between two lorries ah, and yeah, the yeah, yeah. River yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to ask yeah. Radio to elaborate on yeah, this yeah. indifferent okay. feeling yeah. that is also ignorance or delusion inside mm. just as this person who maybe recorded the video he is definitely yeah. in the indifferent yeah, yeah, situation yeah. so maybe Radio elaborate yeah, on this yeah. thank you you see when there is accident like yesterday one is very severe. I think it's the first time we have seen such a serious accident that lead to the spilling off of this diesel. That oil tanker is carrying diesel. Mm. And the diesel was along the roadside table and it was burning with all the black smoke and all those things. So Whatever that happened, there are causes and conditions behind for that type of accident. And it started off with one lorry, I think, breakdown. Then later on, somehow they saw the oil tanker at the back smash into that lorry, caught fire, and the driver also burned to death. Then there is a third vehicle, I was told, I'm not very sure. What happened was somebody passed by yeah, and he shot this video. He was very excited and like Ng B say, because it doesn't concern him and so So he, he, he like watching the video with indifference uh, and very excited. Or he, he just mentioned uh, it, although the speech was not like negative or what it just reflect his indifference, eh? but he just want to 
let people know that the accident just happened. Well, he happened to pass by. I think he passed by that by afternoon already. The accident happened morning. And he was still burning uh, very severely. He said this time really, uh, the, the accident is really severe and all these people, they, they are going to have it. Then luckily, plus did the diversion and all those things. Otherwise, uh, there are a few cars that pass by with the burning flame you know, and the black smoke. It's very dangerous. You know why it's dangerous? That tanker actually can burst and explode if you are not careful. <laughs> but luckily it didn't. Because I think the leak must be from the the, the, the nozzle. Uh, the, the nozzle, the, the outlet point. Luckily the whole tank uh, that carry the diesel didn't leak, but it leaked from that that small uh, the 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 hose there that come up. So because of that, it didn't explode. Uh, then this diesel came out. It was like open air burning, uh, but it take a while uh, before the burning can really uh, be reduced or slow down. So karmic wise is. Like Amy said, the person that who saw, huh, very excited, it was an indifferent type of uh, uh, approach to what he saw. But those who have the number, they will see it differently. Yeah, this is karmic, meant to be conditional things we learn. But there are some who practice, they haven't reached the full ultimate understanding, they will radiate love and compassion on the sun. Uh, may all those uh, that are involved in the accident uh, be safe and fine. May they escape such disaster. But it was reported the driver tried to come out, but because his whole body was with the diesel, it seemed he was burned to death. Uh. He, he was, I think, in the middle of the road. Uh, he was burned to death. Then there is another aspect of this accident. Hmm. You see, as a cultivator, when we have the understanding, we look at it. Of course, you can also radiate your love and your metta. But in the ultimate understanding of the what they call the unconditioned, you will know that all this is not real. It's a phenomenal world of consciousness, condition coming to play the form and mind also. So it's just something like the reality. It can happen. Anyway, when the condition is there it will happen. So you can accept that reality. You will not become emotional, affected or whatever. But you can radiate your love, your compassion, and you can give your pure wish or blessing. May no one eh, be hurt, especially the firemen that go and help out and all those things. Yeah. So all this is what you can really do as a cultivator. But at the moment when you saw that thing, if the thing is still burning, you send the pure wish. If you have the ability, the cultivation or whatever, it can help. It can help. It 
really help because that pure vibration, that thought, can actually go in into the totality of consciousness. And if there's condition, it will cause things to arise and manifest. But most of the time, by the time you see the thing, the event is already over. You understand? So if the event over, whatever you do also no use. But if you have this, what they call natural love and compassion, you can radiate. No harm. Like it's a general radiation where you understand these are karmic and this can give rise to suffering, misery to humanity, to those involved, the victim and their loved ones and all those things. Then sometimes passes by if karmically they don't have the good karma they may also be affected or affected but in this case it was lucky nobody else get hurt anything and normally under such situation that whole vehicle would have exploded because of the intense heat and all those things but I was so surprised no explosion uh, even that lorry in front uh, didn't explode in it didn't explode uh, because I think the the oil tank uh, the storage uh, fuel fuel tank uh, the lorry fuel tank is in front on it or is it at the back I don't know uh, if it's at the back I think it will sure explode uh, so it didn't explode uh, the oil tanker also didn't explode so in that sense uh, it was uh, indeed quite a blessing uh, then what time did they put out the fire I also don't know well I heard the late news uh, nothing was mentioned they only showed a clip of the fire mm. so it's not easy to handle such a fire uh. and recently there's also a lot of bushfire uh, we are so blessed uh, our country we got a minor one in Baling, eh? Baling, eh? the recent, uh, don't know what type of fire you call it, uh, secondary forest fire. Uh, but ours is not so severe as the Australia, uh, US, some of these western countries eh? where the bushfire are very intense. Mm. So that is the part, eh? uh, maybe as a cultivator, as a Dharma practitioner, you can develop your own understanding. Mm. Okay, Amy? Uh, yeah. Oh, no answer here. Yeah, you better tell me what is it that you want on, to know. On the indifferent uh, feeling of that person who video the... Yeah, it, it's just his state of mind. Uh, 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 can write here elaborate uh, on this uh, element of ignorance inside the indifferent uh, oh, feeling in his case you see in his case it's not to say that there is ignorance because the avijja behind is because to him the form and mind thing he is not related in the sana. So that aspect is normal for normal people with Sakayaditi. So like I say, if it's your neighbor's car, new car, reverse out, 
get accident, then you can come back and tell your spouse or your wife, then you can laugh over it. But if it's your own car, you feel the pain, isn't it? So that is psychiatry, self-delusion, attachment. So in this case, it's the same. He feels indifferent, that's it. But there is no karmic negativity behind, understand? Yeah, it doesn't involve him. But you can say there is avijja, understand? Avijja, but it's not the serious type of avijja. Avijja in the sense that there is self-delusion. It doesn't involve me, so he doesn't feel anything. But if you are a cultivator, your nature is all nature, then you can sense it and understand it's part of the oneness, part of the totality. So this type of condition that created this type of happening is related to karma. So when karma manifests, all this can manifest. But the person who acts and condition all this is because of karmic. You see, very likely that lorry, that store, also has the karmic to get into trouble. So he slowed down, parked his lorry there, and he was checking. Then this guy that drive the truck eh, with the skid tank or what, I think very likely sleepy or not attentive. So normally you park on the emergency lane, eh, as a driver on the north side highway, eh, do you realize you always follow car in front of Understand? So this trailer must be eh, thinking that this lorry is still on the move. No? Then he just not alert. Then the condition arrives. Bang into it. Then the disaster happened. And he has the karmic to die this way because of what he has done to other people. That's why he was burned to death. Whereas the, the, the other lorry guy, of course, they also uh, affected, but nobody died, I think. Yeah? The lorry driver in front managed to escape, but they have a, a very severe, frightening experience. Uh-huh. Then also it could have affected them to a certain extent because the impact and all those things. So, these are the indirect karmic conditioning that condition the possibility of it happening. But the one that passes by, because he has this indifference, that's why he was excited and he just reports this. So, there is no negative karmic implication. But if he has commented and said all those negative things, uh, then there is coming. There is coming. Uh, because on uh, the feeling, as yeah. well, the Buddha, there's pleasant feeling, yeah, unpleasant yeah, neutral, feeling, yeah. and the neutral feeling. The neutral yeah. feeling is this. It's not born of wisdom. Indifferent uh. is not born of wisdom. The one born of wisdom is equanimity, upeka. Uh, if it's born of wisdom, upeka means that one that has the final understanding, kan san yusu san. That one is equanimity. That's why I told you, it's a phenomenal world of consciousness. He know you, he know me. So to him, it's normal. It's like Kan San Yu San. It's normal. But like I say, since you have the understanding of both sides, you can help out by radiating love, 
compassion and metta to all those beings who are affected and all those things. Uh, but if you have this totality of understanding, you can just understand. It is just nature's way, condition that things will be like that, cannot be otherwise. Uh, then all this, that's why when I saw, I sent it out because I want you all to understand. Uh, that within our country, if there is condition for this karmic negativity, you cannot escape. It will happen. That's why that driver was burned to death. Well, he need to die this way. I don't know what he did to people in the past. Uh, maybe he set fire to people's house or what, and people burned to death and all. Then when there is karmic conditioning, when the condition is there, he become the driver the condition all fall into place and it will happen. Yeah. And when it happens, it's very severe, very fast. It just happens. About karma, I don't know whether you all have this ability to see it or not. Because during my early years, I remember when I was going through the cultivation, I can see the coming conditioning or not. Coming already, and I know it's going to happen already. Oh. Then with wisdom and understanding, you can avoid them. You can avoid them. Yeah. And it's like you know one, cannot run one. And this coming conditioning is a very powerful one. When it's coming, it's coming one. You, you cannot even like try to avoid or change unless you have the sensitivity of mind, the wisdom and the understanding that you can avoid. Otherwise, you cannot. Yeah. You remember when we were at this Thailand, one of the uh, spiritual trip. We were at this organic farm place, uh, the Kunson. Uh, the first time I think we went there, Gao Kong, uh, the Kunson was the owner, and he got one kuti where he stayed. Then during the evening, I think we all visited him because. Somebody knew he was there, so we went down and visited. So it was a slope, no? Then down there is the kuti lighted up. Then they get a open area like on the slope there, place to sit where Kayamita and Kusonde over there. Then later I joined them, so I was walking down from the slope. Then as I walked down, I was mindful and I was aware. Then I can see all those things. Then when I, they asked me to sit, like, like here, everybody here, then I supposed to come down and sit down here. And the slope is this way. Mm. So when I came down here, when I want to sit, my legs step on a weak area. I think the dry liver, the dry water. Then my body starts to tilt. You know. Then I knew I would fall. You know. And because of my awareness, I remember the rock there. There was a rock there. So I choose to avoid the, the, the rock. So I fall over this side. Then, of course, as usual, all Kayamita panic. Nothing panic. I said, nothing happened. I said, don't worry. Then I came out. That's why when you have awareness, you can escape and avoid all this. Otherwise, you have to pay back, you have to pay back. Then the condition is such, I can sense it, especially when I travel to places and all those things. So 
sometimes all this conditioning they will show it to you and you know it's coming yeah. that you are attentive, mindful you can avoid avoid major uh, mis- uh, mishap uh, they call it uh, or happenings yeah. there are many occasions uh, many occasions so unless you have the sensitivity of mindfulness, the awareness, the understanding, it's very difficult to avoid, I realize. It's like meant to be will be. Hmm. The analogy that I used to give is when we are at Cameron Highland. Eh? When you are at a higher horizon, eh? you look down, eh? you can see all those cars in the, in the city eh? moving. Brinchang uh, area. Eh? the vicinity. Then if let's say you are on high enough horizon, then let's say there is one car this way, then there is a curve, then there is another car traveling this way. So when you are high up, you can see these two are on collision course. But the driver down there, well, their horizon is not so high. No. They can only see what is inside their car and what is in front of their car. Understand? So when this conditioning is such that you know this two is going to collide. But because they are at a lower level of consciousness, they cannot feel. So for them to avoid means you have to be very attentive, just like last time PG uh, inside the heart and mind, I think she described the case of she was going to Puchong for a meeting. But because she has the Dhamma understanding and she is very careful eh? when things don't go his way. Eh? He, last time normally he become unhappy. Eh? So this time he makes sure no negativity of mind and all those things. So because of that he was very attentive. Then he was able to avoid the accident. Eh? This is because of your Dhamma and your mindfulness and your understanding. Otherwise you cannot avoid. Uh, avoid. It will come. It will hit. Eh? But we are out there. We know. But we got no uh, condition to alert these two drivers, understand? Or? Do you understand? You got no condition to alert these two drivers. But sometimes the devas, uh, they have this ability to influence your mind, understand? Or? Especially if they have affinity with the driver, uh, somehow. Then they will alert them uh, through some message. Uh, and somehow they will receive it, you know. But they may not know what it is, no. Then they feel very funny, you know. Uh, then they will be extra careful, no? and then they can avoid. Yeah. So these are the nature's law. This is how it works, and I've seen it happening before. Yeah. Then sometimes they can come to you in the form of a dream. You understand? Yeah. Like you dream something is going to happen, because they are in the higher consciousness higher horizon and they can see the conditioning uh, the coming thing uh, it's going to happen already that's why they can let you have that dream or they call it what premodition or what there's an English word uh, premodition uh, so that you, you have something like a message to you then you say how come such a funny dream uh, it's not funny dream it's actually they try to contact you and give you the message that you have to be careful, something's going to happen to you. So these are possible, yeah, they are the higher consciousness and they have the ability to actually influence your mind.
So sometimes you have to have this sensitivity and understanding and know how to interpret all this. Uh, there, there are many things about consciousness, about the nature's law uh, that are involved in our conditional world. Uh, so as you cultivate, as you go through the transformation, you become sensitive, you become different. Then you can see all this and you can understand all this. Uh, that's why I can feel the conditioning coming. Uh, there is a lot of things my nature more or less sense uh, that it knows something or not right. <laughs> uh, but nature is nature. Uh, but on your own, if you have that type of cultivation, the sensitivity and the understanding, then you can do something about it. Uh, that's why without wisdom, you cannot avoid all this. It, it will happen because the conditioning is too powerful. I realize that it's too powerful. It will happen means it will happen. Yeah. And there is nothing much you can do about it yeah. unless you have the mindfulness and the awareness. Mm. Especially the mindfulness can help you in many ways. Mm. Many ways. Yeah. So regarding the what they call neutral feeling, if it's nothing negative, then it's okay yeah? because that neutral feeling born of ignorance means without wisdom is not upeka it's just that that thing that event has nothing to do with him that's why he's not affected he's neither for or against uh, but through his excitement he just want to relate that story then he recorded it uh, he recorded it so there is no coming negativity where he didn't arise any negativity of thought but there is ignorance in what he see but this is a normal thing because normal people with uh, the egoic mind psychiatry they tend to have a neutral feeling it doesn't affect them <laughs> if the driver is related to them then maybe they they worry and say I will say but because the people involved are not related to him. That's why he can get excited and he can actually, in a way, uh, when he say those things, uh, it's like to him with the neutral feeling and there's some humor in what he say. Uh, so, uh, it's just that he wants to share all this. Uh. But neutral feeling is normally a feeling that affects living beings who don't have. Uh, attachment. Yeah. So when the event that happened not related to them, then this neutral feeling is very very common yeah. because they have avijja, they have attachment. If it's something related to them, this neutral feeling cannot arise. They they will be affected. <laughs> but if you have wisdom, even if your relative or what. Yeah, you will have equanimity, understand? You understand condition, then you will act, understand? You will act, and you will tell yourself what is the best way to act. Then if you have wisdom, sometimes even not related, you will also act if there is a condition where you can weigh the possibility of helping this person through whatever means. You will do it. So there is the difference between the neutral mind of a a person with wisdom and a neutral mind of a person without wisdom. Yeah. 
So the one without wisdom become neutral, it doesn't act it doesn't affect him as well. But if he has a sense of love and compassion, he has a sense of duty to help, then that is not due to wisdom, that is due to his uh, his past uh, his past uh, life what they call that is the way he is born into one as well. He he tend to have this uh, it's just like this is what he like to do uh, he like to help people he like to do certain things to maybe bring about uh, a betterment of condition for people then he will just act out of that but the one with wisdom one will look at it differently with equanimity through wisdom then he will act with wisdom also whereas the person who, who, who like normally want to help people, every time he see accident or whatnot, he will want to go and help. But his help is not based on wisdom, understanding, number. He help because that is what he want to do. It's just like you like to see football. When you go football game, you just go. And you get excited, you will cheer and you will say. But the one with wisdom one, he will never get excited as well. Then got conditioned to see his sea so he will not get himself involved until he lost himself or get carried away by the event. No. So the difference between a person with wisdom and a person with that interest is also different. Then most of these people with the interest also have the neutral feeling because it doesn't affect them. That's why they are willing to go there and just help, uh, even though doesn't affect them. But they are willing to help because this is what they like to do, uh, and they sometimes uh, trigger off from their past, uh, their past inclination. Uh, yeah, that is the right word. We are, they like to do this type of thing. Uh, then when I was young, I remember before I had the dhamma, I like to help people too. Oh, late idea. Oh, we have to end. Sorry. Uh, I promised my son to go back by 3.30. <laughs> okay, we end. Uh. So, let us rejoice. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay, let us share merit, transfer merit, and you make your aspiration. Akasata Chabumata Deva Naga Mahindika Punyantang Anamotitwa Chirang Rakantuloka Sasana Hitawata Chamehi Sampadan Punya Sampadan Sabe Deva Anamodantu Sabasampati Siddhya Idang menya tina hotu sukita hontunya tayo Idang menya tina hotu sukita hontunya tayo Idang menya tina hotu sukita hontunya tayo Imina punyang kamena mami bala samagamo Satang sama kamu hotu yawa nivana patiya sadu sadu sadu. Okay, yo.
get the respect to Triple Gem, then we can end that. Huh? So, do.